So why don't we, instead of like reporting on nothing but bad news, could we just like record a cover of we didn't start the fire of just like all the shitty things that have happened this week? Uh, you could do that just using the names of wrestlers that were released. Yeah. <laughs> that would take too much time to write. I'm sorry. Aiden English Gallows, Rusev's gotta go. <laughs> Rusev Day, blown away. What else do I have to say? We just... Welcome to Fight Boys, it's a show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I'm your host, Scotty Moore. I am Blake Tanner. I have the same job status as 30 people from WWE. <laughs> oh my god. Blake, did you mean to lead into yours like you were about to say, I am American Blake-ass, watch me kick. That's his new name in the group text, by the way, American Blake-ass. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. I was actually going for more. I am iconic. Okay. I I, I wasn't. I just did that. I guess it fits with a lot of things. <laughs> You're like, I'm sorry. I thought that would have got a bigger pop. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm sorry. I I appreciated it. I was thinking of a way to top it. Yeah. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. Blay from earlier. Da na na na. I am. I am. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so wrestling happened, but like. Was there good? I don't know if there was good, really. Outside of, like, one thing that we have to talk about in Baby Faces of the Week. I don't really know anything positive. Uh, hold on, hold on. We have to we have to start the podcast off uh, for, for ten seconds of silence for Fink. Yeah. Does that work in a podcast? Or, like, because <laughs> now we're just... I don't know, but it's really hard to not do 10 seconds because they can see it tick by, so I hope you got it right, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Yep. If you had seven seconds for Fink, then you've all, you've you've just done fucked it up. You, <laughs> you done fucked it up? You fucked it up worse than Michael Cole. That one was sad. And new jackass of this podcast, <laughs> oh. Scotty Moore. I forgot how fucking amazing Fink was. Like... Legends House. I know that's not the good thing to start with about Fink, but he was definitely one of my favorites off Legend House. All of Lou Gallo's stories about about Fink. Oh yeah, and watch out for that choke slam. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Carl. You're an asshole. Oh. I felt. Did you listen to the new Talking Shop, The Return, where they were like, and this was creepy. They released it probably like a week ago. And they start by saying, this is usually when we have the Fink come in, but we just hung out with the Fink a couple days ago, and he's not in the best health, so we wish the best to the Fink, and we're going to be retiring the Fink character. And that's when I went, how did they fucking know? <laughs> how did they know? Because it's real great. Because they had seen him a little, a few days ago, and he wasn't looking yeah. great. Yeah, he was, uh, I guess that means he's been sick for a while. Yeah, oh, there, there was a picture of that. Who was it? It wasn't it wasn't Gallows, but it was someone in that group. It was a picture of them uh, and a bunch all hanging around Fink. And you could see he was, like, sitting down. He, he wasn't looking that good. So he's now at peace, which makes me feel good that he's not having to deal with sickness all the time. I do like all of the great, like, memories people are sharing, like um, Survivor Series, 
when he fucking comes out as CM Punk's personal ring announcer, and he just sits there, and the crowd is showering him with love, and he's just sitting... Meanwhile, Michael Cole is ruining the moment like an oh, asshole. Yeah, the whole time I wanted to stab. Which means Vince McMahon is ruining the moment like an... I'm, I, I forgot how much I fucking hated that until today, and I was like, oh, that's right! I hate Michael Cole. <laughs> Yeah, because they're just like, oh, look at him. He's going to waste all the time. I'm like, fucking let him. It's the Fink, Michael. He's a Hall of Famer, unlike you. <laughs> That's the equivalent if they were just like, here, for their Make-A-Wish coming out. And Michael's like, oh, another one of these fuckers. Michael, you can't do that. Even Punk joked with him, though. He was like, man, really? All that time? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You can see Fink be like, I hadn't done it in a while, dude. He nailed it, though, because you were expecting, like, a, a rasp of the voice. Well, after, you, after you've done it countless thousands of times, I'm sure it never goes away. Yeah, I don't think there will ever be someone with, like, an iconic ring announcer voice like Fink. Fink is... Uh, Ju Justin Roberts is fucking trying. Roberts is... Yeah, he's trying, but as far as the wrestling's... Because, like... Kenny! Oh, man! Because outside of wrestling, I guess you could say, like, Michael Buffer, but, like... Yeah, all the... Both the Buffers. Michael and Bruce Buffer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bruce, Bruce Buffer is... It's time! Yeah, no, no, it is time. Yeah, no, dude, I hear that shit in my sleep sometimes. yeah, yeah. But you can never. And then I know I'm squaring off with Freddy Krueger. It's gonna <laughs> fucking go down. But you can never get past. And new. So in news of old wrestling people who need to stop, <laughs> Jerry fucking Lawler got to be real racist this week. He's he's gotta be like 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 worst comment an worst announcing comment of the year like twenty years running. Yeah, exactly. Right? Oh no, there were a couple of years where he was out, but like. It's gotta be close. Because <laughs> uh, Akira Tozawa hit a senton on Austin Theory, and he referred to it as a ramen noodle moonsault, which A, I'm mad because it's racist, and B, as a fellow commentator, I'm mad because it's incorrect. It's a senton, not a moonsault. How dare you? My, my inner Excalibur was fucking insulted. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, yeah, on commentary next week, he's like, that's a senton, JR. Back in my day, we called it a ramen noodle moonsault. You've been fucking texting King again, haven't you, JR? Yeah. JR, you're. JR, are you drunk? <laughs> but see, here's the thing a lot of fans were getting mad, but it's really the experts in the field who know what they're talking about. And someone did come to the defense of Jerry Lawler. And this also sounds like a fucking. Uh, a fucking kayfabe news headline uh, because Jim Cornette defended a racist comment from Jerry Lawler and I'm like Jim you don't have permission to be that's that's listen that's like if like that's like if back when John Jones had that hit and run if OJ Simpson had come to his defense <laughs> y'all yeah! getting mad at this kid for nothing the only thing would that would have made it worse would be a Hulk Hogan tweet yeah. Yeah, exactly. So now Listen here, brother. Sometimes I watched the I watched the tape and that was totally a Chinese noodle mood song. <laughs> Sometimes kids, you just got to vent the racism. If you let it build out, you end up in a situation like the Hulkster was. You just let it out bit by bit. 
So now people are mad at Jerry Lawler for telling a joke. Now I understand why modern wrestling sucks. Because most modern wrestling fans are such whiny little pussies. They don't deserve good wrestling. How do these people go out in public without breaking out in tears? Hashtag whine. Hey, Jim. Fuck you. He can't hear you. Sometimes I want, I wish he did. No, no, he can't hear me because I've got him blocked on all forms of media. So even if he tried to find us, he wouldn't know. Um, I'm, we're going to get to this later, but I'm posting Spud's new shirt. Oh, I haven't seen his new shirt. Do, Look I at did, it. I did enjoy it because we're definitely going to have to talk about the releases ad nauseum later. I do enjoy like how wholesome every release video has been. Because I think it was Kurt Hawkins was like, last time I got released, I made a joke, but I don't think that's appropriate right now. So I'm just going to tell everybody we're going to get through this and pro wrestling will thrive. And then like Mike Kanellis released an entire video being like, I got through addiction. I'll get through this shit. Uh, Aiden released a thank you video. Tricks Spuds is fucking heartbreaking. Spuds destroyed. I'll, I'll get to it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, oh shit, there was another. Oh, I sent it to you guys earlier today, and it's EC3's <laughs> video where fucking. Oh, what song was it? It was um. A take on me. Yeah, it's right. take on me, and it's just EC3 doing rapid fire push-ups as Spud is singing "Take on Me" and doing curls behind him in the ultimate. No, he's doing shoulder shrugs. He's not even doing oh, curls. Oh yeah, he's not strong enough. It was shrugs, and it was. I thought this was their version of a DBZ fusion dance. Like in a few minutes, light would absorb them both, and they became like EC Spud. They'd become one entity. I would love to see that. Also, I'm glad that Spud's back. Oh, yeah, easily. Cause like, and we'll talk about that later. We cannot talk about that later. So, hey, guys, can we be established as an, as an essential business at this point? Because WWE did it, so it should be pretty fucking easy. Do any of us... So here's the thing. Hold on. Hold on. Um, because for the first time ever, I have insight into this because I live in Florida. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> Yeah, so um, media is, like, depending. Like, so, like, the, the lines for essential business down here are pretty fucking vague. Like, up until I got furloughed, I was w- growing in to work at a timeshare company. Like. Yeah. Like, like it was it was there. So, yeah, it had to be deemed that, but it wasn't that big a stretch. It wasn't like if it was in, like, New York or something. And it was just like, oh, they bypassed like all of the like Broadway and like all that. No, this they were like one step away already. Like I know, like people are trying to point, like you idiots, they didn't pay this much. There was probably a bribe at some point. Yeah, uh, the one thing I keep coming back to—it's not the—it's not the worst thing that Florida's done. Let's be a hundred percent honest. The thing everyone online keeps coming back to is Linda McMahon supporting Trump. And it being like a... Vince McMahon supports Trump. Vince McMahon put the motherfucker in his Hall of Fame. He's on the committee to reopen the economy. Vince McMahon is on the committee to reopen the economy. Kayfabe News is in shambles. So, yeah, it's fucked. And in all honesty, I I think there still would have been some releases. But I feel like... If they had, instead of running three live shows a week, pulled an AEW and it was like, we're just going to tape a month 
or over like maybe the span of a week, you could probably tape a month f- worth of wrestling. I would have, that probably could have saved him a few bucks that could have kept Rusev on the payroll before he goes and cuts his shoot interview that destroys them. Hey, hey, what's, what's my heel of the week, jackass? I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get to it, but like, that's the one, we can't be like ignoring it through the whole time, because everyone at home's gonna be we like, We did, we acknowledge the wholesomeness of it, we acknowledge that Seth Rollins like faux pod a bit of it no wait we haven't talked about that yet yeah oh. we're about to because you you've led into it yeah seth is uh towing the company line so fucking hard someone on twitter said uh they said you know i know a lot of guys in the past have pulled the vince mcmahon is like my own is like my own father move but i'm fairly sure seth rollins has drawn up the actual paperwork <laughs> it's like vince mcmahon has adopted me <laughs> Oh, oh! I'm sorry. Hold on, I have to change my my baby face of the week. But uh, Seth went to Instagram Live after all the cuts and said, "One thing I am seeing that is a little upsetting is all the negativity and hostility towards WWE." What? <laughs> like, what's happened? This is a little. This is a difficult day for everyone, for all of us. And I think if there was ever a moment for us to unify, for us to kind of band together. Getting real close to thinking about starting a fucking union there, Seth, and trying to do the best we can to keep this business alive the best way we know how, that this is that moment. I think pointing fingers are saying you should have done this or you should have done that. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like the time nor the place for it. I think this is No, that seems exactly whenever something <laughs> dramatic happens, that's exactly the time and place to be like, hold on a motherfucker. This is exactly the same thing that people try to do after there's like a mass shooting. Like, they, people try to... Almost like something happened, guys. Yeah, something happened. Let's change it. No, it's not too sad to talk about now. This is when we should be talking about it. Because if you don't, you're going to forget about it in two weeks and nobody gives a shit. Listen, do you know the worst part about this other than Seth Rollins putting his foot in his mouth again? We're not going to be the worst podcast anymore. <laughs> talking shots coming back, man. <laughs> gonna have to pop a brewski, take your pants off, like fuck. My- we're, we're done for. We're do- everybody's talking about where will the Good Brothers go? Will they go to New Japan? Will they go to AEW? Will they go to NWA? Nah, man, nah, man. Talking shops back. Gonna ha- gonna have to get all of that. They're gonna be putting up big numbers on fucking uh, on fucking i on fucking uh, iTunes and shit. They're gonna be. They're kicking. already like le- eight. They're already eight most successful sports podcasts on there right now. Uh, yeah, I, it's just people are like, I don't know where they're gonna make money. I'm like, I know Gallows. He's probably already started a t-shirt company, a laundromat, and fucking five other things in bumfuck Georgia. <laughs> He's gonna be fine. Gallows has started seven businesses since he got released. <laughs> He's he's been ready for this. He owns three Cracker Barrel franchises. <laughs> no, he owns all of Cracker Barrel. He's already taken him over. Meanwhile, Carl is on his John Moxley shit because the very next day after he got released, he was like, "How long will it be till I can make a fucking New Japan return promo? Oh, I can do it today. Let's throw that up. <laughs> Let's just throw that up right now." Dude, the thing is, is that like. I don't know how much the like the New Japan fans pay attention to WWE, but you need to understand 
Carl Anderson is half the weight that Carl Anderson left New Japan in. So, like, fucking cut as shit Carl Anderson's going to show. Gallows looks exactly the same. Um, (laughs) Gallows has looked exactly the same since TNA. Like, there has been no change in that man's physique. But, like, fucking, fucking, like, Chad Too Bad's going to show up, and he's going to be, like, fucking looking... Looking hotter than a motherfucker. He he might get a he might get a good push out of that. Yeah, he might get a good couple of feuds. He might he might win a win a high high end uh, singles title. It might be might be some good stuff for uh, the Good Brothers. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I'm just realizing how much this gutted Southpaw wrestling. Oh yeah, no, it's dead. Dead. Oh, yeah. Dead. They're not going to be able to use it. Oh yeah, fuck. Because those people, by the time unless they release it really quickly. Um, it's gonna like, get real awkward. Yep, it's like uh, watching because I've talked on the show before about watching the Battle of the Brand series on Up Up Downtown. Mm-hmm. Half their fucking roster just got like uh, I think Creed's champion is Drake Maverick. Um, one of their big teams, like everything. As I was going through, I think there were. 10 people between each roster that had just got released and it was the people that they would have sending in promos for the show and that's when I went oh no they're gonna have to make a lot of edits they're gonna have to make a lot of changes to this I think and that's the thing that like makes me wonder like how when was this decision made uh, yeah. probably last week <laughs> probably last minute cause I think and we're gonna go back to we're gonna talk about Drake but he was just announced <laughs> for this huge tournament. He's now still he's working it, knowing at the end of it he's going to be fired. Oh, yeah. Which means he has to go finals, right? Unless they're total assholes. Oh, no, they're total then... assholes. Yeah, <laughs> he just loses. He's not going to make it. He's not going to. He's going to lose all four matches. What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, that's right, because it's like a, uh, they're doing yeah, it's it a, like it's a, G... a It's a G1 style. Round yeah, that's right. Um, also, I understand Lana and Rusev are, like, husband and wife, and husband and wife like to do jokes every once in a while. I don't understand the joke behind Lana after Rusev being released, tweeting out, I hate to be the person in these trying times, but let this be a reminder of who Rusev really is. Hashtag thank you, Rusev, next. And it's a video of Rusev back on his heel run talking shit to Lana. And I'm like, hey, read the fucking room, Lana. No one liked that storyline when it existed, and you don't need to keep continuing it on this very, very sad, sad day. As a matter of fact, that's a storyline that we can all forget about. It's okay. That's the one good thing to come out of this, is the fact that that storyline will never happen again. It is forever dead now. It is awkward, though, because now, like, Lana is there for years. So we're just stuck with Lana without Rusev. <laughs> we're fucked. Yeah, because that, that storyline with Bob Bobby is, like, ending. Yeah. You can they're, tell. They're so, that. yeah. Um, That's uh, so fucking weird. Like, I... Who put this fucking list together? Uh, it was probably done of people who had just signed, like, certain contracts. Like, money contracts, and they did, like, plus or minus, because the Good Brothers just signed that high-end money deal last year. Yeah. Also, that does mean, in WWE kayfabe, The Undertaker murdered Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, and that is... 
fucking amazing to me. Yeah, they're dead. They're really dead now. Also, they never they never did a reunion of the four members of the Bullet Club. Nope, not gonna happen. Nope. Now. So they fucked that horse. Yep. I hate WWE. Apparently, they <laughs> fi- they. Uh, my Speaking favorite. Of- in- Go on. I said, speaking of not WWE, uh, the Revival rebranded themselves, so they have a team name, so we don't have to call them by their shit real names uh, that they yeah, made. Yeah, it's the, the Revolt now, isn't it? I mean, yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, For the Revolt or Fear the Revolt. Fear yeah, the yeah. Revolt, like FTR, that's a good one. You could you could really, especially if they, they go AEW and they get Arn on their side, Fear the Revolt is a very, like, that's a very good like tag name with him as the him as the main guy. Yeah, and it still fits with their characters, like yeah. their style of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I, I've realized I'm terrible at making show notes because Dylan went in and edited it. But earlier today, the show notes did read, "Rest in peace, Howard Finkel." And then the very next show note was Roman giving that twin dick. How <laughs> quickly I just had a fucking bipolar swap from uh, one of the greatest announcers of all time has, has passed on. Get it, Roman? Fuck yeah. Learn to read a room. That man has five, is going to have five children by the end of it. He is truly father of every year. Yeah, that's kind of, and I mean, that really hits home his decision to stay home from Mania. Like, that that's, yeah, that's it 100%. It's like, it, he puts his family first. Yeah. By the way, I want you to know, um, like, like I, I didn't want to because it was a very somber moment. Whenever he Slater got released, I wanted to be like, but what about his kids? And then Brock Lesnar, and then Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar, oh, except it's it's Vince McMahon that said, I don't give a shit about your kids. Yeah, fuck your kids. Uh, speaking of Brock, we did get a good guy Brock story from a fellow. We, we, uh, we get those like every week now. I know. It really for- furthers my belief. It really furthers my belief that like, Brock Lesnar isn't bad. Brock Lesnar is just like he—he's just the best negotiator. Like this is literally yeah. a, a hate the game scenario instead of hate the player. Because it's like, yeah, how dare Brock Lesnar only work these dates? How dare they let him? Like if you're gonna yeah. pay the man for that, why would he? It's like he loves—he loves wrestling. He just hates everything that exists behind Gorilla. Like, yeah. you can tell that with, like, fucking Brock Party and shit. Like, you can see the joy in his face. But he, like, has has said, like, a couple of times, and people have said that up, and that he just hates the politics, and he hates dealing with, like, the writers and Vince sometimes, and it's just not worth it to him. Remember that time he threw the universal title at Vince McMahon? Yeah. So, uh, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's one of those guys that's, like, and he's in the position where he can negotiate for it because... I, I think that he's somebody this, who's there are very few now that is able to come up and demand things of Vince. Oh, yeah. Well, Him, I mean, maybe The Rock. Yeah. Uh, well, this was an interview with Drew, and actually, Drew later on was like, he has probably the best mind for the wrestling business of anybody I've ever met. And that was like, that's a huge fucking compliment coming from Drew. Uh, but he was talking about when Brock came out and just fucking destroyed 3MB. And wrecked them like I think it was like an F5 onto a guardrail and shit. Once they all got to the back, 
Someone came to Drew and said, Brock Lesnar would like to speak to you privately, which might be the scariest words in the English language. Especially and- if he's already kicked your ass. He's like, is he going <laughs> to kick my ass for not letting him kick my ass properly? Yeah. Did I? Oh, God, did I not sell for Brock? Oh, fuck. But he went in and he- Brock just looks at Drew and just goes, why are you doing this? Why are you part of them? <laughs> like, it's talking about 3MB. And Drew was like, yeah, that's what kind of helped wake me up and made me realize where I needed to go from there. So even all the way back then, Brock Lesnar believed in Drew McIntyre, which made the main event of Mania this year all the more special that Brock was finally to be like, good, you've arrived. Yeah. <laughs> I've and been Brock waiting. Is- <laughs> Brock has always been known as that kind of straight shooter, too. Like, he will not fail to say what's on his mind, which I also think is something that Vince hates. Yeah, a hundred percent. But as we've established, like, over the last few weeks, fuck Vince. So. Fuck Vince, yeah. If I ever saw Vince McMahon in real life, I'd be like, you're a cocksucker. (laughs) (laughs) God, I want to be in the room for that. And we'll just walk by him on the street of, like, Tampa. Are you Vince McMahon? Yeah, you suck dick. (laughs) Here's the thing. I know Vince McMahon, like, from what I've heard from wrestlers. Here's what would happen. Vince would be, like, driving by in a limo. Yo, Vince, you suck cock. Limo stops, rolls down. Do you want a contract? (laughs) I fucking got one waiting for you right here, buddy. I'd be like, I'd be like, I've seen the dates you work. Take that contract, shine it real nice, turn it sideways, shove it up your candy ass. I'll fucking Uh. double the price. (laughs) Just doubles down on it. It's like the fucking gift. Actually, I think after that, then he would just write you a blank fucking check, and then I would just (laughs) write money. <laughs> money, 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 and I do the Ted DiBiase laugh as I did it. Yeah, that'd be. <laughs> no, no, it's like the fucking video where he or the GIF where he's watching. I think Tori do the table dance. That's him as you keep insulting him. He's like, huh, 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 falls out of the limo. <laughs> no, that was Stacy Keebler. Oh, was it Keebler? Yeah. Uh, well, Don't way, ask me why I know that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I've probably I've seen. That gif so many times because it's a it's a big meme that people use as a reaction gif and it's just fucking it you put whatever in it I forgot what the original was yeah especially because I have Dylan's well most like, of the time you see it as like it's this fucking muscle man yeah no it's yeah that Vince is it, just that that period of of, uh, of mostly like SmackDown uh like hit right at that time and people Austin Woods was like. Tori, I think his thing was Tori Wilson got me through puberty. Um, oh yeah, yeah. it was like that's no, no, that's how like the Hall of Fame. It was the Hall of Fame speech, and she came out and said, "I got a lot of men through puberty." At which point, Woods looked at Big E and was like, "If I stand up and cheer, will you cheer with me? Will you cheer with me?" And they both started like going crazy cheering. And meanwhile, it cut to Kofi, and Kofi was looking at his wife like, "I don't know what they're talking about." <laughs> this was very insane. This was like this was Kofi being the dad of the. My group. favorite thing is like I'm pretty sure the WWE Network doesn't show the lingerie competition that they held in 2004. Yeah, on Spike TV, that was a real thing that happened. I know. <laughs> they only showed it once. Don't ask me how I know, but I know. You know exactly how I know. 
Do not speak of the ancient lingerie to me. <laughs> I was there when it was written. Yeah. <laughs> I was there for freaking all of Terry. Just for some reason being aware to, allowed to wear only thongs on Raw that period. Yeah. Uh, don't well, get me wrong. I I I, under, I like I prefer now where there's actually wrestling and stuff. But you need to understand that'll hold a special part, despite the fact of all the terrible things behind it. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, one more good story for the week before we have to talk about Black Wednesday uh, comes from DDP talking about MJF because he will he put over MJF so hard in that in that entire thing. And at one point he goes, well, we were on the uh, the boat, we're on the Jericho cruise, and Maxwell came out and said, how much is Sting charging for autographs? And someone told him $150. He goes, my fee is $151, because <laughs> he wanted to be the most expensive autograph on the boat. Apparently that happened, and then a uh, a comedian got up on stage and was talking about MJF and goes... Uh, MJF, he's just one of those guys that you love to hate, right? And MJF walked on stage, grabbed his coffee, and spit in it, and handed it back to him. Was that Gabriel Iglesias? I can't remember who it was. I know he was on the- I know he was on the boat. Oh, yeah. No, I think they did, like, a full comedy night, and one of the the guys, MJF, just spit in his coffee and handed it back to him. This is like such big dick energy. Have you ever? Yeah. Because he lives it. He he's lived it for so long that it's he's essentially just like I can get away with anything. The like the day that there's a hard line, like that he gets reprimanded for, everybody's gonna be like, "What were you expect?" Like there's just all this backlog of evidence of like you knew exactly what was happening. It's like if you yeah. invited Val Venus to like dance at a kid's party it's like what were you expecting this is not <laughs> yeah or if you put jim Cornette on comedy exactly it, yeah it's like uh I, I, the, i've seen him out of character once and it was the scariest thing on the planet but it's him hanging around a group of fans and a fan hands him a beer and he opens it with his teeth and he's smiling and like having a good time and at the whole time i'm staring like who the fuck is this no he kind of he kind of broke it at fighter fest remember like when we saw him beforehand, and he was just kind of talking, and he, and then you said something to him, and he said, "Hey, fuck you too," and we're like, oh, "All right, he can just turn it on." No, no, no. The person he was talking to, he was insulting because the fan was walking up to him, like, "Really, you're getting nachos? Why are you getting nachos?" He's like, "Fucking look at me. You see these?" And like lifts his shirt, flashes abs, and he's just like, "I don't. I can eat whatever the fuck I want." I'm like, "You fatty!" And like. Goes off on this one guy, and I walk by and I say something, and he's like, "Hey, fuck you too!" And then I just kept walking, like I'm so happy in life right now. Oh man, I I do love it when you can get like an asshole wrestler to just get at uh, you. Yeah, good yeah. times. But do you know who I like more than asshole wrestlers? The people that give us money on Patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's the website where you can support the Fight Boys. You get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week, like Eric Fulmer, like that absolute piece of human garbage, Gazi. And if you want to join them, if you want to get access to exclusive content like Wrestling History X, or to watch me and Blake react to our garbage original version of JWF that featured live-action Silver Spoon and Captain Tibbs, it's so bad. You can get it on patreon.com slash a load of BS. Dylan, who are we annoying this week? Oh, fuck. I, I had it, and I lost it. And I just feel bad <laughs> now. 
Ah, I feel uh, I'm I'm just the oh, oh no fuck. no no, like no. Just... hold on it's at, it's actually at Chuck Taylor because he uh, had that thing where he was like man I hate getting or uh, getting drunk at the Denny's at LAX after PWG shows. Oh yeah, he's like I miss getting drunk yeah. at Denny's. And you should after, be like yeah. and, he, and you should be like hey have you tried getting drunk at the Waffle House at LaGuardia, <laughs> which doesn't exist, but you should really. <laughs> That just adds to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Guess, guess I'm flying to the LaGuardia now. <laughs> There's not one. I just... <laughs> what's the... Uh, no, what's the Philadelphia airport? Because that one might be a little bit... Yeah, I think just LaGuardia is going to work. Well, while I tweet this garbage out, well, why don't you guys tell us who your heels of the... Well, I think we got to start with baby faces because Dylan's heel is going to lead us down a primrose path of well, death well, and I have to kind of do the baby face second. Okay, yeah, do do your heel or okay, do heels of the week. Okay. Then. All right, mine mine kind of leads off into yours, I guess. Yeah. But um I mean fuck me. It, the f- my heel is just like the fact that there's not a wrestling union right now or ever. Um and the fact that like especially WWE has done everything in their power to make it impossible for wrestlers to unionize. Because the entire idea of a wrestler as an independent contractor is such bullshit. Because well, it other than independent wrestlers, but like someone for because I, I AEW well, yeah not... yeah for for a wrestling company that is like a massive company like WWE, let's say for somebody that is one of their contracted wrestlers, where they want them to only wrestle for their promotion that person should not be an independent contractor because they are an employee of the one company and they cannot go anywhere else. They cannot do anything else like an independent wrestler. They are only contracted to that company. That is a full-time employee. Yes. And, like, can't even do other shit unless you approve it through W... Like, we tried to get Woods for Dragon Con last year, uh, and we messaged back and forth. He's like, you're going to have to talk to these specific people at WWE. And we were like okay, this is weird, but cool. Cool, why not? <laughs> so this year, uh, so this year we're, uh, we're gonna try to get Austin Creed uh, from Up Up Down Down, who has nothing to do with Xavier Woods' famed professional wrestler. I'd like to see that. Um, although, like, the, f- and all it would take is, like, because if the smaller, like, people tried to organize, then, of course, you know, uh, it holds that they'll just start getting rid of them, or they'll make it impossible for them to yeah. monop- or to unionize. You'd need Be- someone like Seth or Roman spearheading it, and I don't know if they're in a place yet where they're comfortable doing that. Yeah, it, in the time uh, a few years past, it would have been someone like Cena doing it, you know? Yeah. Or before that, uh, say, if The Undertaker wanted to do it, or you'd have to get someone like The Rock or Stone Cold. Whoever's at that level would have to be the one that pushes it. And there's... I And WWE has also done a great job of not making any great stars since then, because they don't want stars, they want moments, of course. And they can make moments with whoever the fuck they want, or that's what they think. Yeah. So, yeah, just like, we need a wrestling union right now, and the fact that there isn't one is... A detriment to the industry as a whole, especially people contracted under WWE. Okay, uh, is is Gazi in chat right now? 
Gazi's not in chat okay, right cool. now. I know what's uh, about to happen. All right, cool. So I don't have to address his bullshit. Uh, okay, so. Oh, Scotty's just leaving. All right. Um, <laughs> he already knows this rant. So, so, <laughs> so let's see here. I believe the final count was 21 main roster wrestler related, two NXT, one rider, seven producer slash like uh, whatever they call the people that help run the consultants yeah uh we're including irs yeah which the funniest thing in the world is that irs did get released on april 15th that is the only light i will take of the situation uh they all got released at once and people talking with wwe will be like hey listen they were losing money they couldn't run live shows they couldn't do this they couldn't do that um like it has been shown because today their the price of their thing went up they're back to being a three billion dollar company uh, which is why they release people. People are still saying, oh, well, yeah, it's the cover for first quarter losses, whatever. Listen, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, fucking Comcast, who owns Universal, allowed their CEOs to take a pay cut to allow Universal employees to be at work longer. Bob fucking Iger took a pay cut. You're telling me that the McMahons, Vince McMahon, I don't give a shit if he lost from the XFL. He's still a billionaire. He couldn't take a pay cut, couldn't sell some of that stock to keep the people that put their bodies on the line, who fucking, like, travel 250 days a year, to keep them employed through the fucking pandemic. I don't care if you have to cut people after it, after, like, two weeks. At least make a show that you're not a heartless piece of shit. Try and talk people, to try and say shit about, like, well, you don't know how to business work. I know exactly how fucking making cuts for your people looks. And they're not doing it. I hope no one who got cut yesterday ever has to go back to the WWE for money. I hope they lose all their goodwill. I hope everyone who works there realizes how disposable Vince McMahon and the higher-ups think they really are. Like, I yeah. I have... I mean, two people... I have... I mean, two people involved in the literal main... One of the two main events of WrestleMania. Two of the people who were involved immediately out. Immediately released. Yep. Two guys with big money contracts who have been working with AJ Styles, one of their biggest people. AJ's got to be fucking hopping mad right now. That they just yeah. out of nowhere released his two friends who had just done WrestleMania. Like, the rhyme or reason for it, I know it was for financial things. I know it was to show, like, hey, we're getting rid of this. We're cutting unnecessary people. A lot of PC people apparently got the boot, too. Like, and, like, certain people are giving yeah. up stuff. I talked about Landstorm. Landstorm closed his goddamn academy. To go and work at WWE. Now, granted, it wouldn't be open right now anyway. But this was fucking like at the end of last year. Man, been there for like three months, four months, already out the door. So like, it's it's uh, yeah. I I I already didn't like WWE because it was a big faceless conglomerate that did shady shit and was run by the McMahon, like Vince McMahon, who's proven time and time again that he's a dirtbag. Um. Something like this just kind of proves that, like, nobody in the – great, I don't know the workings. I don't know if fucking, like, fucking Triple H, like, bribe Vince and more NXT talent wasn't cut. Because you notice there was very – the exception of Deanna Perrazzo, which that has to hurt. Who has a – she got a gig waiting for her, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, she, she's, she's got, she's got something somewhere. Like, hardly any NXT talent was cut despite the fact they've been hogging people for years. Like, all the people they could have cut – all the people they just called up, they had nothing to do with. They cut, like, like lifers. They cut Zack Ryder. Yeah. That was who they cut. Zack Ryder 
Heath Slater. Heath fucking he's, Slater and Zack Ryder. What the people fuck? Who, those two who have done everything ever asked of them have like fucking just for the love of the love of the business have had pushes cut, have had everything taken from them, and they grinned and bared it because they love their company then through and through fucking out the door. Like if you're working there now, you have to be like, wow, if they got rid of these like fuck, what like there's no rhyme or reason. They'll get rid of anybody who isn't like the main, main event people. Just like Blake said, they think they can make it with anybody. There's no loyalty. They talk about how everybody's family. Like, no, it's not. That's not yeah. how you treat family. Like, even if they're furloughed and they get hired back, still knowing that you were one of the people that are like, hey, listen, if we really had to, we could have let you go. How do you go back to that? Like, yeah, exactly. If it was like a- my, my favorite was somebody on Twitter said uh, they were talking about like Disney releases 700, like 700,000 plus people. No one bats an eyelash. WWE releases 35 people. Everyone gets upset. And someone was like, yeah, Disney didn't release Baymax fucking chip. And not Dale, just Chip <laughs> and like all these characters. They didn't release people you see. Like, that's why it's such a big deal is the fact that like. It's no, like, surprise from this show. We fucking love Gallows and Anderson. We don't want to see them right now having to struggle. After that promo from Drake Maverick, I was so excited to see what happens with Drake Maverick. Nah, you're not going to get anything out of Drake Maverick. Like, it's upsetting because we feel like we know these people. Yeah, FMA brings up. They cut fucking Mike Chioda, who has been there for 20 plus years. Long ass time. I didn't know they cut Chioda. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, they cut Chioda, dude. They cut yeah. Chioda. They cut fucking. They cut Finley. Finley's been doing yeah. back shit stuff since he stopped active wrestling like a decade ago. Like. Is it fucking Finley? Yeah, they cut fucking Finley. Oh, no. If you look at the list, it is ridiculous. Ridiculous! Some of the people, uh, Shane Helms, Hurricane, who just started working for them again. Hurricane got cut. Uh, he did tweet out. This was a good one. He did tweet. I knew I shouldn't have answered the phone today. <laughs> that was it. I was like, okay, that's a good one. Yeah, Helms. No, so like all the people you expected, like no way Jose got cut. Okay, I can kind of see that. That makes sense. But like you know, just for fuck's sake, like none of the NXT UK people. That was surprising as shit. Yeah. They cut. They cut main roster people. I know the. I actually know the UK one makes sense because they're still trying to hold their stronghold there. They're still trying to hold on to all the talent and all that. I, God, I fucking hate WWE. Every time I'm every every time I look and I was like, that's some good stuff they're doing. They do something else where I was like, man, fuck you as an institution. Fuck you yes. for thinking that you're woven into the fabric of of US. You've gotten a 1.9 million homes. You got into three times more than AEW. That's it. That's it. They weren't even running a good show. Like, I hope their ratings are tanking. They're saying their their YouTube whatever is doing great. That's fine. If YouTube's That's your main no source of... That's because no one's watching the show anymore. If, if YouTube, is, YouTube. Your, is YouTube is your main form of that, good luck renewing your TV deal. Like, yeah. it's... Oh, uh, it's coming. I can feel the day of reckoning for this company coming. And it's a, it's 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 in like the next two years they're gonna they're gonna dip below one point five. One of these days they're gonna dip below one point five, and it's gonna be because they have no idea how to fix it. They have no idea how to fix it anymore. Not in, not in what's going on now. Maybe by June they will. But by that point, guess what? People have learned that they can't 
They can live without it. So it's either going to be, there's going to be this great big boom where it's going to be like fucking 3 million are going to watch. And you know what's going to happen? The same thing that happens after every WrestleMania. Dip. Anyway, this is a long, this is a long, long form way of saying I hate the way that they handled this. It was cold. It was yeah. calculated. It showed none of the tenets that they spout, that they believe is a company. It shows no loyalty in a very personal business. There's a lot of backstage people, I know, and that's part of the family, and they got cut. But it's like you said, you cut the people that clearly break their bodies for you, like yeah. that have been doing it for for the case of some people, over a decade, people that have like blood, sweat, tears, done what they can, been working all they can. And and cut them at a time where they can't go anywhere else. Oh no, that was on purpose. Yeah. Where they're, by the time like it gets back up and people are like, Oh look, uh, Carl Anderson's in new Japan. It's not going to have the same fucking impact. Well, no, they would have done the 90 day thing still. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, but one person they did keep and are probably still working for is somebody who recently said, what am I doing it for if I'm not being able to spend my time and energy on my family, but instead spending my time and energy on a bunch of fucking ungrateful fans that don't even appreciate me? And those are the words from my heel of the week, Rhonda fucking Rousey, who still thinks the only way she can get over as a heel is by calling wrestling fake. And that's not getting you good heat. That's getting you goodbye heat, Rhonda. Didn't she? Didn't she then do a Hulk, Hulk Hogan? Oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm gonna get to it because it's a whole ordeal. The thing is, I love performing. I love the girls. I love being out there. No, you don't, because you call it fake. But at the end of the day, I was like, fuck these fans, dude. My family loves me. They appreciate me. I want all of my energy to go into them. I don't think Rhonda understands how performing works which is if you do a bad fucking job the audience will let you know even as someone who worked in theater if i had a shitty night the audience would let me know i was having a shitty night like and that's not a reflection on them that's a reflection on you for doing a bad job my dude so then people went after her because of those comments, because they were like, hey, fuck you, actually. Um, let's see. She responded that people who were upset over the fake fights for fun comment, uh, which was anyone who is outraged by me calling pro wrestling fake fights for fun has never been in a real fight. While you're all tiptoeing around bruising some pro wrestlers, huge soft egos. That is my favorite thing in the world, is Ronda Rousey referring to someone else's ego as huge and soft. Uh, No one is thinking about all the real fighters you're insulting when pretending pro wrestling is somehow on the same level of realism. We're fucking not. We're not acting like it's a real fight, but we are uh, believing, which she does go on to say, wrestling 300 days a year for years on end is incredibly tough on the body and a difficult profession. But you know what would happen if you got in 300 real fights a year? You would be dead. None of us are arguing that it's not real, Rhonda, but using fake is discounting 
all of these people who are putting their lives at risk every single week, especially during this time, to put stuff out. Uh, and then she tweeted out, Good night, rowdy ones and jabroni marks without a life that don't know it'll work when you work a work and work yourself into a shoot, marks, which is a Hulk Hogan quote. And that's what made me go, oh, she thinks she's working us. Which I guess she is in a way, but like not in a good way, Rhonda. If you don't believe these things, you're not working anyone. You're just like hurting your own personal brand. Because she's talking about like, oh, I love the girls in the back. The girls in the back are fantastic. Girls in the back did not take kindly. Including Lana and Alexa Bliss. And I'm mad that I'm having to make Lana a secondary baby face this week. You know she's not actually a bad person, right? I know, that's the problem. Lana is... She's good at knowing wrestling the way we know wrestling. She's just bad at performing wrestling. I think it's the best way to describe Lana. Actually, but she goes... But it makes her... She gets heat. You can't argue she doesn't get heat. Yeah. Uh, I have no words for her audacity to say fake fighting. If it's fake, why can't Paige and TJ wrestle anymore? If it's fake, why couldn't Edge wrestle for 11 years? This is a contact sport where real things happen. That's Lana. Meanwhile, Alexa was a little bit more succinct, saying, Hmm, I was almost out for an entire year. Must have been fake. And then tweeted a link underneath it of her uh, WWE 365 of her year of being off the road and how, like, doubtful that was. Man, I forgot that was a dark time. I forgot how much life without Alexa Bliss sucked. Oh, man. It's just She really turned a corner performance-wise when she came back, though. Oh, yeah, dude. She's Well, she's always been one of my favorites just because I like her as a person. Anyone who's really down with Disney World, I'm down with. So I was just very much, like, excited when she came back. Anyway, uh, so baby faces of the week. Let's see, where are we? Who, who, who is, who's going first? Oh, here? FMA uh, says they mentioned her comments on Raw, meaning that this is a work, and it's once again a terrible work. That's not helping anybody in any sense. No, it's just like making me apathetic to seeing her in the ring again. Because then if Becky beats her or like whoever she challenges, if she beats them, Rhonda can go back and be like, oh, it was fake. I I took the pin because that's what they told me to do. But then if Rhonda wins, she could be like, and that's what a real fight was like. It's like, you're not fucking helping, my dude. Yeah, she's going, like, real WCW in the bad times with that. Yeah. Uh, But on to baby faces of the week. Uh, Dylan, I feel like yours, because you said yours actually kind of follows up with your comments. Yeah, if we'd done this backwards, I would have shit on everything because it goes with the union coming. So David Starr is trying his best to run for mayor of wrestling, and he's doing a real fucking good job. David Starr is one of the most well-spoken like people. Like I knew him, I I knew I liked him back when he shit on Sinclair and like talked about how he'd never work for Ring of Honor because of that. And like I, I grew, I, I grew to respect him more because there's interviews where he's like, "I'm blackballed from several companies <laughs> for the things I've said regarding wrestling and wanting to start a union." And he is back down exactly zero percent. He has instead walked further into people's faces and be like, "Come on, come on, you know I'm right. You know I'm right." He had a he had a comment for Seth Rollins where Seth was like, "I really hope we can we can like." Uh, rally together as an industry and it was like rally as an industry or as a company 
Like just calling Seth out. He is he is like this is this sounds so terrible. This is the perfect moment for David Starr yeah. to get this over. Because like I do like Seth responded though. Seth did respond because he was like no, David, I do mean as an industry. And it's him backing up a little bit and being like, no, I think everyone needs to flourish right now and everything needs to get big. But you could tell Seth was like, ah, shit. Oh, shit. Ah, oh, shit. It's like calling, it's like saying Bloody Mary in the mirror. <laughs> Fuck, I got David Starr. Oh, I summoned him. Fuck, I summoned David like, Starr. I can't Osprey this. My career can't take another Osprey moment. I'm going to have to politic this. Yeah, no. So, so David Starr is... is trying his damnedest and i feel like like you said he's one big person but it doesn't have to be one big wwe e person or anything he just needs one more person to like actually stand up and join him like like if there was like a hashtag i stand for like with the union like if you could just get like a hundred people even if they aren't the most well known like that hundred people happens and then whatever and i i i'm rooting for it because like yeah. unions as a whole maybe aren't the best. But there are certain trades that have them for a reason. A lot of the municipal trades, like plumbing, whatever, that's to ensure quality and also safety. So you aren't undercutting people, and then people aren't working safe. Yeah. Guess yeah. what? Guess what? Pro wrestling is the same thing. And like, granted, there aren't unions for like you know amateur fucking baseball or whatever, but like. There's still ones for people that are doing, like, any kind of trade. It's a trade. People are putting their lives on the line. Like, maybe you don't have it for everybody, or maybe you do. Fuck it. Maybe it goes down to the first kid that comes straight out of wrestling school if he wants to pay his dues to be covered in case the first match he has, some guy tries to paralyze him with a gringo killer. Maybe yeah. do that. Maybe it, would, maybe it would help people feel safer, help people feel more secure. Like... I haven't I have I haven't seen his blueprint. I'd love to read his fucking manifesto on this. I got time. We don't <laughs> need another mass transit incident. Like we can't do that. No, the and the thing about a union is it also ensures that there's no shitbagging done by a company like WWE does to yeah. their wrestlers. Like that's one of the main No more of these stories of fucking scumbag promoters and like fucking taking the money and running in the night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Hold people accountable, whether it's at the highest level like WWE or, like you said, those uh, tiny promoters that just take people's money. Or, yeah, exactly. like, shitty wrestlers if you're not dealing on Like, it works both ways. It could be, be a thing where it's like, oh, you got kicked out of the union? I don't know if we can hire you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, bring back Wrestler's Court. <laughs> yes. But as a uh, union. I, <laughs> I, do, I do have a question, though, because your old baby face was BTE. What the fuck's happening? Because I just know this week they're like, it's episode 199, it's three parts. And then someone was like, yeah, Marty Skrull showed up at one point to yeah, promote Yeah, oh, the they match. did, uh, so, so they ran, uh, there was a first match, like, squash matches setting up stuff. The second one was there was an under-the-limit battle royal. Yeah. Uh, that was only, like, nine people, but Nick won it, and they were like... You get the the winner because they've been playing off BT two hundred as being like WrestleMania contest oh, of the okay. they literally use the term contest of the immortals. It was fucking <laughs> it's fucking choice. Uh, and then like, but Nick was like, I want one on one, no disqualification, like anywhere, me versus Matt, and that sets up the Matt versus versus Nick. And then they got interviewed, or it was just like, Hey, who do you think is going? My favorite one being, it was like, Hey, what do you see as some weaknesses uh, in your brother Nick? Said, I would never do that on this. I would never display that. And it cuts to Nick. Well, I'm totally going after his back. 
And like it was just it was just shit like that. He's like, I know I'm better. He said he was better than me. I taught him everything. And it was like, and then they put like, who do you got? And then it fucking cut to uh, at one point, Marty is like, who do I think's better? No, they're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> and at one point, it cuts to Flip, and Flip's like, Matt versus Nick. You think I can get booked? <laughs> like there was just there was just cuts like that, and it was it was really good. Paige is just drinking whiskey, doesn't yeah. say anything. Because I, I, I really thought it was going to be like the uh, there's a an old Comedy Central. I forget what show it was, but it cuts to this dude and his answer is I don't give a shit. And I just <laughs> thought that was going to be Paige. Sip. I hope they both lose. I yeah. really thought that was. But that's what's been happening with that. It's been really great. Oh, also, uh, Matt Hardy has been announcing the rules for matches. Uh, oh, okay. Like there was a squash match. Squash match. And it's you need to see it. I can't do a good like fucking broken Matt Hardy voice, but it's amazing. What rule number one? And like just <laughs> all of that. And it's he does it in full gimmick too. He's got the fucking like vest shirt on and his hair done up. He also interviews for that Matt versus Nick thing as both Matt Hardy and broken Matt Hardy. He's dressed differently <laughs> for each one. That is a real thing that happened. I forgot about that. It's it's oh it's the good shit. It's the good top top shelf shit. Well, my baby phase of the week. It's going to be a real quick one, but this is more of a personal happy moment I got to have, which is when my dad called me in cuz he was watching Impact cuz my dad's a, a soft soul who can still watch Impact. And it's, he goes It's good. Yeah, and, and he goes, "I want you to see what happens and um I sh- I can't remember what the fuck his name is. He's like an old WCW wrestler came down to the ring. And he was, like, talking about, like, oh, I've got all these new kids coming out. Everyone's talking about the Young Bucks. Well, I'm going to be wrestling a Young Buck tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, M. Jackson. And then, former Alabama, like, junior heavyweight champion, Iron Mike Jackson comes out. This man is 70 fucking years old. I met him 10 years ago. It, it was Johnny Swinger. Thank you, FMA. I met him like 10 years ago at a uh, one random small thing in Georgia. He offered to train me and gave me his phone number. He was 60 then, still killed it in the ring. And so he did I'm a like, full around the world old school. Yeah, he did that. He did a fucking suicide dive that looked like suicide. <laughs> like, because he couldn't, like, get lift. So he just, like, sandbags, swinger, and then falls to the earth. And that motherfucker can go to this day. It was shockingly impressive. It's, Iron it's, Mike Jackson. It's, it's kind of like that, uh, that first of the retirement matches for Liger. Where it was like the three on three, and Taguchi was the youngest person, and Taguchi's forty. So yeah. give you everybody was in their seventies and shit, and like no offense, that was that was when I I realized that like I could never get behind the WWE like mentality of of working people because like even Kofi and them are just like yeah dude I can't like run a full court of basketball and like fucking like Fujiwara can is still wrestling. Like, the guy that invented the Fujiwara, he's still, he can still go. Yeah. And that's because those guys, like, they travel. Yeah, they do hard-hitting matches. They do hard-hitting matches once a fucking month. The rest are tag matches. They know they know how to fucking work this out. Maybe you work, like, a short, con- five, like, ten-minute contest with a kid, play it real safe. Nah, they know what's up. They know what's up. 
I like uh, one time Colt was talking about movesets. He's like, yeah, I used to do suicide dives and shit like that. I could do what I do right now for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was talking about BJ Whitman. He's like, he was wearing that strong style, whatever. He's retired and I'm still going. BJ <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whitmer also did a bunch of stupid shit that nobody should have done, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Blake, All right, I'll, give, I'll give keep... the man his due. Yes, and I'll keep it a little succinct, but I think that of all of, like, all of the wrestlers that were released this week on uh, Black Wednesday, as Scotty called it, uh, everybody did pretty much have something to say, and they posted their feelings, and they... The the only one I didn't see was Heath, and Heath was straight up like, um, I've worked for that company for, I think it was either 14 or 16 years, he goes... I know everyone wants to hear from me right now and hear a response, but uh, yeah, it's going to take a little bit more time than a few hours to emotionally process this. And that's when I went, oh, oh no, Heath, are you okay? Yeah, it's got to be especially hard for him who's worked there for so long. But like the one that's been a standout and the one that's like really heartfelt is uh, Drake Mavericks. Old Rockstar Spud as like he just posted this video talking about how he felt and how even though he was released and he's done, he's still working these dates for the, uh, the cruiserweight tournament and how he's still working these matches. And he's like really put this emotional power behind saying, but I will work these like they are the greatest matches, you know, of my life. And I will put everything behind them because that is what I'm doing, because I'm doing what I love. And it really hits home the fact that, like, so many wrestlers, that's why they're doing this. And many of the ones that were released were people that did it because they loved it. And he's being, like, even though in this terrible, shitty situation, for him to come out and be as, like, positive coming out and saying, you know, that he's going to, overcome this and he's going to do the best he can with the time that he has left yeah even though like he has no obligation to do so after being so unceremoniously and disrespectfully cut like that i mean the the story is heartbreaking because like for people who have been fans of tna and know rockstar spud we were all very excited because once he came in as like general manager of 205 live we're like oh that's cool he'll do that for like six months like, when they brought in Ares and he was an announcer for six months and then they transitioned him, that's what we all kind of thought was going to happen. And then Maverick just stayed as a general manager. And then he had, like, a one-off match against Mike Kanellis. And, like, in the promo he had cut before he got released, he was like, that lit the fire. And I worked tirelessly to convince them to let me get back in the ring. And it was just never in the card. So it was a guy who wanted to wrestle so fucking bad and no one was letting him do it and so then he finally gets his shot and then he gets released like three days later it was heartbreaking so so here's the thing uh so Heath slater is 36 he's been working for wwe if you include developmental uh for 14 years uh zach Ryder is 34 he's been working there for 15 years yeah he he has worked there almost half of his life and they cut him yeah these are like the people that 
love wrestling. Yeah. Pro wrestling. Uh, well, also, also Heath has, uh, thanks to FMA for sending it, our faithful producer, uh, he did send a, put a comment out on Instagram, man, what a ride. I've literally been everywhere, and I mean everywhere. He joked that fans want to hear bullshit, but he said WWE provided him and his family with income, because he got kids, and he got experiences and opportunities and relationships that would have ha- never have happened if he hadn't worked for them. WWE fulfilled a dream for me that some saw not even a reality, and I have nothing but gratitude. I know that my WWE family, my wife and my kids, and probably a lot of the university, my fire was fl- fading, and that's all me. Putting everyone else over all the damn time can take a toll on a man. Uh, he talked about ha, all the... Ha! Ha! Yeah. Ha! Yeah. He uh, talked about the relationships he made throughout his 16 years in pro wrestling and thanked everyone in the locker room, the corporate staff, and the fans. He has no he had no idea how much love was out there for him until his release. I also want to say thank you because you gave me 14 years, and now come July 17th, so there is a 90-day compete, I can spread my wings and fly again. I feel fire again that I didn't have for a while. I'm ready to get in shape legit. I don't know. I feel hungry again, and I haven't felt that for a very long time. No bullshit. Get ready for the encore because I'm about to come back better than I ever was, and that's a fact. So 3MB is going to get their third champion. He's going to come back jacked as shit and start running through people. It's going to be going to be going to be WWE champion Heath Slater, baby. Slater Gator. <laughs> Slater Gator. And so thanks to these boys, all of them who have been like who are ready and raring to go and for everything they've done, um whether they've been for the company only for a couple of years or for 16 um, oh, an- another thing, and th- th- Slater talking about like his WWE family reminded me of the most heartbreaking part about it. Yes, they can't work anywhere right now. The heartbreaking part of it for me is the fact that when Maverick just said, I've got a lot of friends I'm not going to be able to say goodbye to because he can't, because he can't go see him or do anything. And I- that was the moment I was like, oh, fuck. And that's when everyone on Twitter at once said, I wonder how Braun Strowman feels right now, now that his two best friends in the company got released. How are those comments aging now, buddy? Oofa doofa, man. Oh, uh, so, so, uh, Scotty, h- how long until you buy the Good Brothers new t-shirt? Oh, it's on the way. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what'd you guys, what'd you guys learn this week? How incredibly fast wrestlers can put up a pro wrestling tease fucking <laughs> shot, man. That is fucking Ryder had it in like 12 hours. He had to know. He had to know beforehand. <laughs> or he had to have his, he, like he knew April was coming. He just had it kind of set up. Like he's like, you know, in case they finally do it, hit the button. Like <laughs> the emergency button. It's, it's gotta be there somewhere. Uh, I learned that our best hope for a wrestling union lies in a star. In a star. And I learned that racism will always happen in WWE commentary as long as Jerry the King Lawler is alive. I wonder if he'll take up his torch after he leaves. Yeah, Corey's got that torch easily. The, being the, yeah, he's ready. He's na- ready for that baton. The nasty old perv. Uh, but until next time, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter, you can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube, and you can find me at all of the BS Network podcasts. You should know them by now. Uh, you should really go follow follow Sexy Chucky e. T. He's only got like 50,000 followers or something. It's real. 
it's real sad considering he's on like a major network. He's doing good work. He's he's trying his best, and it's just and they actively promote his Twitter. There are moments on AEW's like Instagram where it's like sexy Chucky e. T's tweet of the week, and it's just some bullshit he says. Yeah, yeah, it's the it's literally Chuck Taylor has was was one of the reasons I got Twitter because I got tired of going on Google to look for his Twitter to see what he had tweeted recently. Because yeah. like I it was just it was so beautiful. Follow that beautiful Philadelphia boy. And you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books on Amazon. And be sure to check out a load of purebs.com for our new show, The BS Book Club. It is a podcast that I have to do very little work for because it's the audiobooks of all of my different novels. So if you finally want to check out BS versus the Gods or Quiesel Corp, make sure to subscribe there. You'll get an audiobook segment in your feed every single week. And check out Deviant, but most importantly... Check out JWF Monday Night Ignition. It's our little baby show of professional wrestling audio drama. It's insanity. Me and Blake recorded two episodes before this, which is why we let Dylan talk a lot, because we can't speak. I am so fucking beat. This is three full hours of recording. And you can find all of it at a load of purebs.com. Special thanks to Megaran for our theme song, Fighters. Give a little something to Megaran. He listened to his music. Give him some love. Friend of the show. Yeah. And he's great. He just released a really dope song about Animal Crossing, and it's so sweet. Oh, fuck. I need to check that out. Yeah. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, remember to support us, whether that be on Patreon, picking up some merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com, or most importantly, just picking up your phone and telling all your wrestle buddies to check out the Fight Boys. And as always, you can find us at aloadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boys Show Chuck Taylor. I miss saying that, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life!